Oh, and we're waiting for Mary to connect. So we lost Mary at that point. Hello, everybody. Oh, she's back. I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> so um, hello, everybody, for our weekly Wednesday live. And today I have the wonderful Burwash Potter, Mary Clark, with me as my guest. And I'm very excited because <laughs> Mary taught me how to do pottery. And she taught my little boy, Charlie, how to do pottery. And we absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It is like a meditation. We've all just been watching Nadine's um, daily meditation. And for me, doing pottery is like a meditation, really. I can really come out of my head and just make stuff. And I made some nonsense, didn't I? Oh, yes. I made some proper nonsense. <laughs> That's the only answer that one needs. <laughs> some fabulous, fabulous nonsense. I made some fabulous because I didn't even think about it. I didn't prepare. Didn't you know? I just listened to what Mary said. I made a robin one day. I made a woman with crazy hair. I was going to say that was my favourite. Yeah, the crazy-haired lady, um, and it was a real meditation for me. And I think sometimes when I was in the studio with you, you'd say to me, "Are you okay?" <laughs> wouldn't you are you okay you've gone, gone quiet you've got and I'm not a quiet person as everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing at that point <laughs> I'm not shy and retiring um not not words that people would use to describe me shy and retiring so um no I found it really um I, I was at a time when I was really overwhelmed hi Nick um hi everyone who's here already um, and we'll gradually gather pace, I know, as, as we um, start. And um, I'll keep in touch with everyone on Facebook as well as we chat along. Um, yeah, I I was having, you know, it was a really busy time for me. It was about three years ago, wasn't it, when I was doing the lessons with you? It was. You were one of my first people that came along because that's when I started. Yeah. And I came along with my lovely friend, Mary, my other friend, Mary, two of my <laughs> lovely friends, Mary. And I also um, came along with my other friend, Amanda, and we gathered, again, we gathered people as we kind of went along, didn't we, Claire, Nicola? And um, I just found it, it was a, a point in my week that I really looked forward to, that I was going to have a Tuesday afternoons, um, I was going to be off just getting my head together, just getting my head together. And um, I miss it. I need to come back to it. And I think I was just about to come back to it, wasn't I, when lockdown happened? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the reason I asked Mary to come on as my guest is because for two reasons. One is she has an absolutely fascinating story because she was she hasn't been an artist, in a uh, working artist, a practicing artist for um, that long, about three to four years. Three years. Yeah. Um, and so it shows that you can come to being an artist there's never a right or a wrong time it just you know do it when it's right for you there's that it's never too late because some people say to me oh it's too late for me now no 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 it's no never too late never too late you don't need anything to get started you literally had a shed i did and we set you up in the gallery didn't we and did some stuff in the gallery a few times as well um and did and that's hilarious we'll talk about that as we go along <laughs> And also, um, it's a great one for um, helping you with your mindset um, art. And that was absolutely proved in your personal story. So if I can just pass over to you and you set the scene for us, tell us your background, where you came from and, and what was the trigger? What saw you move into um, becoming a, a full time working artist, which is what you are now? 
Okay. Well, I'll start off. When I was a kid, I always liked making things. I see myself as someone that's very practical. I'm a maker. Mm-hmm. Um, because just by nature of my upbringing, I had very intellectual parents that saw me through education that went on to college and things. And so I went in, I ended up in an office job. I'm actually born, brought up in battle, so I'm very local. That's lovely because I'm, I'm in battle right now. Yeah, absolutely. So am I in my heart a lot of the time. But anyway, um, so born and brought up in battle, um, went to college. And so I ended up in an office job. And my background is local government. I've, I've worked for Westminster City Council. I've worked for Hastings Borough Council, East Sussex County Council, all within the political arm. And um, then finally, I ended up working for the Police and Crime Commissioner, uh, uh, supporting the sort of the political side of the police. Um, during that time, I ended up having breast cancer, and that was about ten, well, in fact, it was exactly 10 years ago. And so I gave up work for a year while I had all my treatment and then had a year off and then went back to work for the police and crime commissioner. And it just gave me a kick up the backside because I had quite a senior job um, and just kind of thought about whether that was what I wanted to do. And I'd been doing evening classes and pottery for a little while while I was living up in London and working up there. And uh, once I moved back down to Burwash, which was 22 years ago, I didn't actually find any evening classes that suited my commute to London or my working hours. And so I gave up and just did some stuff on my own. I did some stuff in the kitchen. I had a wheel, which I put in the greenhouse, which made the clay dried out. So it was all a bit hit and miss. Um, but I still carried on doing things. I joined the chalk gallery, which was a fantastic thing for me to do. If anyone any chalkies out there, then uh, thank you to them because that really did get me kick-started to taking my art a lot more seriously um and then three years ago i decided to give up work and to teach and the teaching was always a plan b because i knew i couldn't make enough of a living just by making my own stuff and i was quite realistic about that so it wasn't a sort of you know i, I was trying i felt it was you know I, I gave it a lot of thought i thought what can i do to supplement my income and as it turns out I absolutely love the teaching and you know my background although it was in local government was very much around training and HR and so I, I, you know, I'm used to teaching and training people in the business environment but not in a pottery and uh, it was quite a revelation that I enjoyed it so much and I started off having about six people then 10 people a week and up until lockdown I had uh, 52 people a week coming through my studio 52 and people 52 a week. people a week, yeah. So I remember when I first started with you um, three years ago, and as you say, I mean, it's it, it's interesting. You say, um, I, knew, I knew I couldn't make a living just selling my pottery. Now, we all have these um, thoughts in our heads, and they're not, they're not facts. They're, they're our own personal thoughts based on our own personal experience. And I think in the early days when you're setting out as a creative, it is hard to foresee how you can mm. make a living just making art. And and so in those early days, you do need to find a route that can supplement your income. But I have many artists now um, who work full time as creatives and, mm. and as artists and make a full time living out of making their art. I think I should qualify that, actually, because, yeah, I, I could have done had I gone down that route. But I'm not a great lover, A, of selling my own stuff. And I'm, I didn't want to go out and do all the art fairs and get money. I actually really just like making stuff. Um, yes, I think. And that, and that I've got my, my drive isn't to make my drive isn't to make a living out of it. So maybe that's what I so rather than thought I couldn't. I didn't want to make a living out of just making my stuff because that was a, would have put me in a different position. Yes, because you have to approach it differently. If you're absolutely a full-time working artist it is not just spending time making art it's spending mm. time selling 
your absolutely and as you say you have to there is a process there is a journey that you go on Mm. and the journey that you chose and i ask this question a lot when i'm working with creators is you know what do you want to be what it what is what is it that might makes your heart sing yeah because that's the thing that you could you should pursue what makes your heart and sing and as you say once you started teaching and I remember those first lessons we did in the Wing Out Gallery, and everyone needs galleries to help them get going. So mm. that's why it's really important that we support our galleries, whether they're cooperatives like the Chalk Gallery and Art Spring, mm. or whether they're, you know, regular mainstream galleries like Wing, um, like West End House, etc., that um, sell the artwork for you. They take you to the art fairs and they do yeah. that work for you, whereas um, the cooperatives you still have to do that yourself. Um, it is still important to listen to yourself and say, what is it I want? And as I say, I remember the first, we were talking about this earlier, the first time we did a workshop in Wing Gallery and I got some trestle tables. <laughs> I think Gavin, Gavin got me some trestle tables. Yeah, let's blame Gavin, just in let's case he listens Gavin. to this at some point. Gavin, <laughs> Gavin's fault. And, Gavin, uh, we, you. And, and I think, did Nicola Daltrey, I think, came to one of those uh, yeah. early days and that's how she came to, to you, wasn't it? Yeah, that's and, right, she still comes. Yeah, and um, we set up all the tables and we put paper on the floor to make sure we didn't ruin the floor. We had all the chairs and everything. And then right in the middle of it, one of the tables collapsed. <laughs> all and the I, pottery rolls. All the pottery <laughs> rolls on the floor. And I remember feeling a bit like the early days of doing these broadcasts. This is a bit of a train crash. <laughs> but you learn. It you all learn. survived. We never used those stressful tables again. Though. We never used those stressful tables again, did we? We worked out that we hadn't locked them. <laughs> um, and but it shows doesn't it the journey i mm. you know the journey from the trestle tables that collapsed in the in the gallery was like the first point of doing anything to now 52 students 52 students and of, of those i always get a few new people each term but of those probably uh, over 40 uh, people that keep coming back and it's just lovely i love it so you said as well about your experience with chalk gallery and you mm. know this is this is one of the like children have their rights of passage don't they they have their rights of passage you see your levels and i know a lot of them have struggled with that this year because of lockdown and we're really feeling for them that they've missed their rights of passage but artists have rights of passage as mm. well within their journey to become a professional work and artist and one of them is to to be accepted and get into a cooperative gallery where they contribute and they help so how did you find you know you come from the police service and local government how did you find chalk how did you know it was there and how did because because i worked because i worked in lewis and i used to go and Uh, i used to go up there and and uh, buy stuff from there but ah and did you ask them how does this work i did i did and um I can't remember who was in there at the time. It might have been Veronica, but anyway, whoever was in there just explained it all to me. And at the time, because I was just doing my pottery part time, I just thought, oh, you know, the classic thing. Oh, I'm not good enough for this. And anyway, so but I did sort of take the plunge. I, they they taught me into it, and uh, it was the best thing I could have done because they just really helped my confidence. Just to because I sold stuff there, which obviously is a really good thing. But they just sort of, you know people were so enthusiastic, and I just learned so much about how to sell stuff how galleries work it just makes it adds a, uh, an element of realism to the whole business you know and it, and it changed it from a hobby to a business even yeah, though I, you know i was there one day every three weeks but it was um yeah, yeah absolutely invaluable 
with a cooperative gallery, uh, so for anyone who's watching who doesn't know, then you um, you become a member or um, a partner or whatever. There's a terminology for each different one. And then you contribute. So you do a day working in the gallery and you or sometimes people help with the admin or they help with the marketing. So you get to know. It's a really good um, mm. uh, route when an artist is just setting out because you get an immediate tribe, yes. a network of people who are Absolutely. all of the same journey you get to learn stuff about from the inside how galleries work so you get a new perspective on how it all works and see where you might fit into that so starting to work out how it might work with you and with it how it feels for you um gives you the opportunity to sell and it also helps you get out of your own way so it stops you with that thought process of i'm not good enough so it's a really safe way to help you deal with that demon that yes. demon that we all have is I'm not good enough for this. I couldn't possibly be. How would, why would people want to buy my work? You know, there's people much better than me. Well, actually, every, the beauty and the value is in the eye of the beholder. And, every, and we all have our own perspectives. Mm. So we're all looking for something different. And that is a great, you know, great route is to get yourself into one of these cooperatives in the early days. Oh, I would absolutely recommend that. And it's not just about sort of getting putting yourself in that sort of headspace to do it. But actually, because you know you're putting yourself in a gallery, for me, the quality of my work increased or improved so much yes. because I had, you know, all of a sudden they were in a gallery. They weren't just sort of selling to friends or, you know, or in a little craft fair or something. It's uh, they, they were, It became serious. Yeah, so you, you, you rose, you grew. Yeah, absolutely. You grew as, a, as a, a part of that process as well. Very much so. And, and that can be a little bit painful and uncomfortable as we go yeah. through that, which I've, you know, experienced doing these live broadcasts. It's like in the early days. I can't believe now I've been doing this for like nine weeks. Uh, <laughs> but in the first few, I was it was painful and uncomfortable. But now I actually really look forward to it. And I've been booking yeah. guests right through to the beginning of July. So we've got some really, you know, interesting guests keeping everybody, you know, looking at artists and looking at art fairs and looking at uh, marketing, etc., and you do, you grow and you think, oh, whereas I was just thinking, oh, I'll just speak to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it safe. Um, now I'm, no, I'm stretching myself and pe- mm. talk, inviting guests on who I have no relationship with. So, you know, these processes are absolutely critical for us growing our potential. So yeah. you grew your potential from, you know, yeah. working in um, the police service and government and having that, you had this life-changing experience with the cancer yeah yes and that and that really was it was uh, I mean I was lucky that I'm now I'm 10 years down the line and I'm now fine but it just makes you think quite hard about what you're doing you know I was working long hours and and you know my husband was working long hours he was working up in London still he still is but it's you know um it just made us think about what we wanted and why we were doing what we were doing um, and so although I went back to work, I went back to work part time after that and, uh, and I didn't go back to the same job. Um, and actually, we started doing things that we really enjoyed doing. We've always loved traveling and we did a huge amount of traveling after that. because You just sort of, you know, you take each day as it comes. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, a quite a difficult time, but it was fine. I live in a village and a huge amount of support and help. And, yeah, we, and we got through it. And as I say, I, I was one of the lucky ones. So 
then I started doing more pottery. It was not at the time, actually. I thought at the time, I thought, I've got all this time off work. I'll spend some time doing some pottery. And I did none. Because I think, you again, you have to be in the right frame of mind to to be creative. And I, and I wasn't being. I had too many other things on my mind. But once I'd got over all of that and I realised everything was okay at that point, then I started doing a lot more work. And I absolutely loved it. And I've, I've just, you know, gone from strength to strength. But you were talking about sort of, you know, having confidence to do things when I it was the same to the teaching as well when I started teaching I thought I've given my, up my job I'm giving up everything to become a pottery teacher I've never had other than evening classes when I was in my 20s for a few times I have never had pottery lessons I've never studied art I've never studied ceramics I thought how on earth can I possibly teach this but do you know what you can because it's amazing I'm amazed how much I know and I can constantly amaze myself how much I know. I know, and I keep ahead of the game. So I started off when everybody was beginners, um, and now I've got people that are fantastic potters, and I just keep ahead of what they're doing, and we work together. So I don't. So that's given the opportunity to grow yourself. Oh, absolutely, as well. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And you know, and you you never and because and people work at all different paces. So I don't do a lesson plan. The first, very first term I ever. When I started, I gave up work at Christmas and on, in the first week in January, I had started my first term. and It was all very exciting. And I did a whole six weeks lesson plan. Halfway through the first lesson, I tore it up. Because actually, I think, what, I've been in that lesson. I think you may well have been. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it contributed to the tearing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was, what's really important about the sort of teaching that I do, I'm not teaching people to be qualified potters. I'm not teaching people to to work towards MVQs or anything. I've got a lot of people that come here for exactly as you were saying earlier about their well-being and about how, about relaxing and about taking a couple of hours out of their week to actually just chill. And when you're making things with your hands, your worries disappear behind you somewhere, a bit like your meditation, and it's and it's gone for a while. And, you yeah, know, people want to make different things. You want to make wacky women with weird hair, you know. People want to make all different things. And what I'm there to do is to encourage people to stretch themselves, to use their creativity and to, and to make what they want. And, you know, for me to say we're going to make this, that and the other is no yeah. good to anybody. That's not what people want. That's not what I want, as it turns out. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a different way of teaching. So the lesson plans went out the window. So every lesson I've got potentially eight people all doing something different, all having fun, all relaxing. And uh, the social side of it is fantastic as well. Making, making crazy robins and all sorts of things. <laughs> I, you'd, be, you'd be amazed how much stuff comes out of the studio. It's just, you know, where does this come from? All these people have all started doing pottery together and they're all making such different, different things. It's just wonderful. I think um, you said another myth, and I love this. You're breaking all the myths here, Mary, which is uh -oh. great. <laughs> uh, another myth, myth is I can't, I can't do that because I have no formal training. Yeah. And actually... It's about an attitude. If you have an attitude to grow and learn and learn how to do it, you will be able to do it. And I, again, come across that a lot when I'm working with artists. They say, oh, well, I aspire to be this, but I can't. I can't do that because I didn't go to art school or I didn't have a degree or I don't have a master's or I don't have a la, 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 la. And um, I'm hopefully Mary will come back up again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a, t a text just appeared on my screen <laughs> and people were like chatting to you while you were talking live they didn't realize so um, yeah a, a lot of it is oh I don't have this formal education and, and absolutely there's not the case you can you can do whatever you set your mind to absolutely. If you, it's all about our attitude yeah 
and finding our purpose in life, the thing that makes our heart sing, will take you there. And Nadine has a wonderful um, saying, and that is um, focus on the wow, forget about the house. Just yep. focus on the wow. Focus on the thing that you're aspiring to and stop worrying about all this minor detail. Uh, yep. Because you and I are both proof that if you, you know, my background is in banking. Yeah. And yet I, here I am, and for 10 years I've been running a creative business, supporting creatives in being successful at selling and being professional working artists. And I would like to say that most of those that have interacted with me have um, become and are happy with the point where they become, they review and reflect along the way. And I think that's an essential part of the process. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to do that and then just carry on with it. You know, you have to have points where you say, okay, and, and lockdown has been a really great opportunity for that. And yeah. as we start to ease out of lockdown, it's a great opportunity to reflect on what you've really enjoyed, what you've really not enjoyed about lockdown, what you have enjoyed mm. about it, what's been brilliant. So how's your lockdown been and what have you, what, how have you been reflecting on that? Um, lockdown's been fine for me. I'm, I'm lucky that my husband works um, because, of course, my main income is all my teaching and I had to close the studio down, which was very sad. Um, but, you know, I'm just so lucky that I've got a studio to work in. I've still been picking up commissions, which has been lovely. And uh, thank you to all those people that have, um, that have provided me with a bit of work. But, but, and, you know, I've really enjoyed that. But I've actually taken the time out to experiment a bit, making different things. I've actually started making some functional wear, which I've really enjoyed doing. Um, uh, also, uh, my husband and I, plus some friends of ours, have set up a Burwash Community Interest Company, which is um, we've basically fundraised to set up a cafe and tea shop in Burwash High Street. Wow. <clears throat> so although that's, that can't open yet, we've been sort of raising money for that and we've been uh, got someone doing the building work. So we've been very preoccupied with that. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're busy people. We're, we don't sit around and, and worry and mope. We're, um, yeah, we're just busy doing things. And the tea shop's taken a lot of time. Um, the only thing I miss, I do miss the lessons. Um, you know, in, in some ways it's nice to have the studio to myself, but... I'm a very sociable person, so I've struggled with that a bit. But mm. I love sharing my studio. And I'd say that to anybody that is thinking about teaching, if they're using their own space, you have to feel very comfortable with sharing your tools, your glazes, your clays, your, you know, mm. everything, because nothing becomes sacred and becomes yours. I do have some favourite tools. I do keep them in a separate cupboard in fairness, just so that people can say <laughs> my, my very favourites. Yeah. But, but I, lo I love sharing my studio space. And I think you'd, if anyone's thinking about going down that route, you have to really give that some thought. So I have spoken to a lot of people that said, oh, God, I couldn't do that. You know, that's a sacred place for me and it belongs mm -hmm. to nobody else. But, you know, I love it. I love it when the doors open on a Monday morning and I have sort of, you know, eight people troop through the door. And uh, How do you balance that with making your own work? Do you Have you set up a kind of – I know with my work I do – Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays are for one-to-ones yeah. and Wednesdays are for this kind of thing and Mondays and Fridays are for my admin kind of work. I kind of set yeah. a structure to my week. How, how do you do that with running classes and workshops? Uh, that's taken a bit of time to, to get that balance, actually, because um, I do have – I did have the lessons. I have to do seven lessons a week and I separate them all out across the week. I did separate them all out across the week. And I just found, and I thought, well, that's good because that'll give me an afternoon here and a morning there and you know, bits and pieces. But actually it doesn't work like that because, you know, I've got, you know, Steve indoors and other things to do. And uh, so what I've done now, I, I've crammed all my lessons into three days. So I do Monday mornings and I do Tuesday morning, afternoon and evening and Wednesday morning, afternoon and evening. 
And although Tuesdays and Wednesdays are long days, actually, my my, my you know, I'm in that frame of mind to do the lessons. I've got everything out, everything's working. And then on a Thursday morning, right the way through again to Monday morning, then that's my time to do what I want. And and also because I'm spreading stuff around. If I'm making my own stuff, if I was having doing half an hour here and there, ever I had to keep putting stuff away. Yeah. Whereas actually, I can get all my stuff out on Thursday, work on it, and then Sunday night it all goes away again, and uh, and it works fine. Yeah, I found that I couldn't get into flow. No, exactly. And especially with clay, when you have to do a bit and then leave it to dry out, come mm-hmm. back to it, and yeah, it was forever moving around, and didn't mm-hmm. like that. But no, it works can you fine now. Us a little kind of, I know you're on your iPhone. Can you do us a little kind of run around mm. the um, studio and show us what you've been? You were talking about the plates, so that'd be really yeah. nice. To look at the I've plate. got. Well, this this is the studio. I'll just zoom you around the studio slowly. So, so because <laughs> it has I'm to. Going with, I'm going really slow. It, going slow, slow. <laughs> That's it, because it has to focus. Oh, okay. So lots of shelving space, so lots of space for people's work. Yeah. This is. There's some stuff here that I've been working on and or loving that bowl with the bobbles. Oh, and look at, oh, where are you looking? Have, you're going to have to do a Ted. Let's bring Ted up. <laughs> Come on, teddy bears asleep, though, actually. Oh, look, have you got a Ted? Look, you need to do a Ted. This one here. Can you see this one? I can't see what you can see. That one yes, here, is a, that one. that's just drying out now. That's that was wet clay. That's a, a Welsh terrier. Ted looks a bit like a Welsh terrier. In fact, the they're moment. both Welsh terriers, actually. He looks quite like that brown one. <laughs> yeah. Here he this, is. This is a ram that um, oh, lives, wow. up, lives up in Brightling somewhere, I think. This is my little pig here, if you can see this one. Can't see that one. You have to, oh, there we are. Oh, he looks amazing. You've got That's this, how they that look door, at me. Through that door, we know through that door over there is where the pigs live, isn't it? Yeah, my little pig. I've got two pigs, Olive and Rosie, little pet pigs. And when you come down the back, like little walkway into your studio, oh, they'll take you for a little walk around. This is, these are the plates. Can you see the plates here? Yes. Oh, wow. Gorgeous colours. Yeah, love the colours. Love love oh, look at that big one. Yeah. Big, that big one. So yeah. I've got serving dishes and I'm doing sets of yeah. little plates. Mm, I've been making gorgeous. a lot of flowers. Can you see? Yes. Yeah. Because I sell a lot of those in the pub. <laughs> very important place the pub okay i'm just taking you for these these two here uh, oh, wow. oh, yeah. this is a cockapoo this is a cat obviously they're um they're going to be raku fired right and you're raku firing you've now moved outside haven't you oh we have to do it outside because it's all flame and fire yeah but so uh, out mm-hmm. in the yard so mm-hmm. just coming around a little bit more all these bags up here are the effects of lockdown up here because uh, they're everybody's work. So when we locked down, I had to make sure that everything was sorted out because it was all on, on the yeah. shelves. And I thought, I'll never remember whose is whose. Yes, absolutely. And so it's all bagged up, ready to be picked up when people can. Yes, so absolutely. This, and then, and then there's the hairdryer. Love the hairdryer. The hairdryer. The hairdryer. Oh, yeah. dry, yeah. When we were trying to dry things off. That was These are a load of flowers I made yesterday. Can you see Got, them? Yes. Yeah. And I'm making now some hearts. Actually, these ones have got names on, but I'm selling these for £10 each. I've got some that say love and some that say hugs. Oh, wonderful. And I'm selling those for £10 each. And I'm having a bit of a plug here because nope, every single, nope. every single penny of that £10 is going to the Burwash Community Interest Company to help pay for the cafe. Fabulous. I'm okay. just going to take you outside so you can just see the path. 
of links up afterwards so people can come on and buy the work we'll that's have that's the access to my pottery down the park yes it's wonderful and the pigs are just over the yeah they're asleep in the asleep there somewhere look at that amazing view as well across burwash weald yeah you can see actually further over you can see ticehurst wow but you can't beautiful. between the trees beautiful day okay I'm coming back in now. Going back in again now. <laughs> back into the pottery and having. So when I first came to you, it was tiny. It was like the size of a tiny little shed. Yes, and I had now... I had half of this space, and my husband had the other half, and now he hasn't. And I think we should leave that one there. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that because your poor husband has been gradually moved out and moved out, and moved out, and in virtually he has parking area. Now. <laughs> yeah, he has no space now. Oh, so no space at all. <laughs> those, those little hearts, I've been putting them in little, oh, little gift boxes. We will put a link up so people can Thank buy you. those. And Thank I presume you. you're, then you post them. I do. Yeah. I can post them. So you can post a bit of love to anyone you want around the world. That's amazing. Yeah. So you were saying about lockdown that um, yes. you're very sociable. So what else have you missed? Um, in I think that... Uh, the pub my... <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we live is a, is a lovely little village and it's got the most amazing community mm. and um we have a very active pub life <laughs> because that's where people go so um and it's just and yes we've, we've missed that but everyone's kept in touch we've got lots of whatsapp groups we've done lots of zooming and uh but for, but for me it's the sort of the contact with people through the lessons that i'm really missing because you know I, I actually made me realise that my social life had sort of decreased, not in a nasty way, but because I was getting so much sort of social contact with people through the lessons, I wasn't then sort of being driven to go out and do things and see people because I've seen people all the time. Yes, yeah, so and, your uh, social yeah. interaction was being sated by the, yeah. the yeah. community that you've built up, the tribe that you've built up around you. So and have I've got some beautiful friends now as a result. Yeah, have you tried Zooming with your with your um teaching groups have you tried i haven't i have thought about it but i don't think it's really for me because when i as i was explaining earlier when i have a group of eight people everyone's doing different things mm. um i've got a number of people that are coming and picking up some clay from me um and some you know i've got little tubs i put the under um, colors in and stuff mm. and so they're going home and doing their own work mm. and so they're ringing me up if they've got queries or they, or they need help mm. but everybody does something different and I'm, yeah, I don't know. It's, not, it's kind of not for me. They're doing the Zoom lessons isn't for me. I'm, I'm enjoying doing this. I'm enjoying doing yeah. this, but it's uh, but yeah, d d teaching online. I don't I don't need to. And actually, it's more it's time out of of my working life when I could be making other things. And you know, I'll I'll wait until my lessons restart. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, because I know um, Sophie uh, Douglas has been running the art school lessons and she was doing it um, every day. She was doing drawing online. And I know yes. she found that, like you were just saying, it can sap your energy and you can't do mm. it a bit here and a bit there. And I think she said on um, Face, FaceTime here, uh, Facebook here, that um, that's what she realised with her teaching practices, that you actually, it's better to do it in blocks and then give yeah. yourself a big time when you can actually do your own yeah. work. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that resonates with all of us. It doesn't matter whether you're um, in the creative field or any field. You know, if you keep having to dip in and out of things, um, it, it just stops you flow. It stops the flow. And actually, it means yeah. you're less productive, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I'm, I'm, I've kind of decided to use this time to develop my own skills and to sort of, you know, 
like the dogs I've just shown you, that little uh, uh, Welsh Terrier. I'm so pleased with that. And that's probably the best dog I've ever made. And uh, so I'm, I'm using I'm using the time for me. Um, you know, I don't I don't get a lot of time for me. And uh, this, this is quite special. No, I, I agree. I think um, for those of us who were very busy, it's been a blessing. And I know for a lot of people, it is it has not been a blessing at all. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of support with uh, charities like Mind and um, uh, supporting the NHS with uh, a lot of the mental health issues that are coming through there. But for some of us, and, and it's OK to say that for some of us, mm. it's been, it has been we were struggling with our mental health before this. And actually, mm given us a bit of a moment to stop think regroup and, mm. and actually work out some solutions to things that we hadn't had time to actually work through and Absolutely. so that's great. so do you have what aspirations do you now have for the future getting my lessons back <laughs> <laughs> having said that i'm not i'm not going to be silly about that um no. i i'm I will, no. I will have to wait until social distancing is lifted so i my best guess is that it's going to be the new year. Mm. Um, I, my aspirations until that point are to, well, my biggest aspiration, actually, I've got a couple of wheels in here now. I've, I've always, I don't, when I did evening classes in my 20s, I did some wheel work and I've never really done any since. I can teach basic throwing on the wheel and I'm happy to do that because, you know, I can. Um, but once I've got all my commissions out of the way, I'm going to spend some dedicated time having to go on the wheel and becoming a good a good thrower as well because I've never really given myself time to do that so I'm quite looking forward to that um I've also always had in my head having said I don't want to make these sort of big pieces of art and things I do I've got I've got this aspiration to make a monkey on a on a tree trunk or a stone plinth or something like that because I went to Indonesia I did a lot of backpacking when I was younger and um I went to Indonesia and we went to this monkey forest up in a place called Ubud which is in the middle of um Bali and the most beautiful monkeys, and I've always, I, I drew a few. I've been doing a bit of drawing as well, but I've drawn a few, and I just think I've, I, I want to give myself some time to make one out of clay, and then that's going to I want to be a, a signature piece, and then yes. uh, and then I'm going to go through the alphabet, and every letter of the alphabet, I'm going to make an animal on a plinth. We, we talked about that before, Leslie. I've never yeah. actually got around to doing it, but now is this now is the time. <laughs> I think you're right. Now is the time. So what are you going yeah. to do? How are you going to incentivize yourself? Because you like me, you know, we have these amazing ideas and then we procrastinate and then we get distracted by other things. <laughs> oh, how are you going? going I just, yeah. yeah. So how are you going to keep yourself on track? Because A to Z is quite a long journey. It is. And it doesn't matter. It can take me the rest of my life. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> M, starting with M. Are you going to just start <laughs> halfway through the alphabet? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to start with an aardvark. <laughs> Oh, an or armadillo, one of the two. Oh, yes, yeah. that but, would be amazing in clay, wouldn't it? An armadillo. Oh, absolutely. I love the idea of that. Exactly, exactly. So, how so, are you going to stop yourself procrastinating, and how are you going to reward yourself when you when you've achieved it? Well, my reward is going to be when I start it, actually, because I've got a number of commissions. I've got a list on my wall of stuff, stuff, some stuff. In fairness and honesty, that has been sitting around for a little while because of doing the lessons. I've not had time to do properly, so I've literally got two things on that list left to do. And then that is my time. And so yeah. it's, take, it's taken me probably whatever eight weeks of lockdown to sort out the studio with everybody's work. And that's the priority because I didn't want people yeah. to be let down and, you know, and lose their work along the way. Mm. Um, I wanted to make a load of flowers because then I don't have to worry about that when the pubs reopen. They're done. I've got the commissions <laughs> that you've seen. Um, and now I'm getting through that. Then I can just come down the studio and it will be my space to do whatever I want until the next commission comes in. 
Mm, mm. So you just just need to work yeah. out how, what where your trip wires are, then, don't you? Exactly. There are other trip wires that are going to stop you doing that, because yes. uh, that's that's what we all have to understand about ourselves, isn't it? It's like what what's the thing that might trip me up from that? I know I've still. I had one on my list was to get the first online course written, which I've done, the back to basics one. Yep. So I've done that. And then I've got, I want to finish off the pure book for life with all, I keep being tripped up with that. And obviously on my <laughs> on my list as well is get your accounts done early this year, let's oh, say. I've submitted, <laughs> I've submitted my accounts already. I'll have oh, you know. <laughs> And get actually, your accounts done early <laughs> and actually that that's one of the things that was um yeah you said earlier about um it's never too late to start and to change yeah. i was in my 50s i was only 50s i was 52 53 when i started teaching um but you know i i've got a lot of business experience that i developed between you know from when i started work till that point and actually all that experience helps as well you know confident i used to do a lot of public speaking confidence in public speaking doing my accounts and having my admin system set up all of that sort of stuff all of my experiences have all helped to get me where i am now and i think that's really important as well it's not just about the sort of the artistic side and the creative side it's the, it's the ability to run a business you know i'm I can I can write I can write adverts I can I can do social media I can use computers and it's all it all builds up to this big picture of who I am now and I am doing something oh, now it, that I love. We've got all these hidden skills, haven't we? We go Absolutely. oh I can't do that. And actually, when you look at it, if you do a skills um, cloud, and I often say to people, you know, why don't you do a skills cloud and work out where you've got um, exactly it falls into that category of you know you've we've lived life so you've got skills absolutely you know, you've had a bank account and you've had to work out you've got an income and you've got outgoings and you've got to work out how much you've mm. got left to live on you can do accounts it's not it's absolutely. not absolutely yeah it, a, you know you don't need a scary accountant i mean i use an accountant now because i have several sets of accounts mm. and also you know it's a limited company so therefore you know it's good to have an accountant you know validate the audit and audit your accounts well you have to you have no choice um yeah. but um that said you can actually get it going yourself and we yeah. have all these skills in life um to help us do all of that stuff so yeah on my list it keeps coming to the top yeah. <laughs> get accounts done early leslie don't leave it till the 20th of december well i'm just 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 saying again i have done mine yes, for, well done. for this well for this, done. this last year just gone so <laughs> yeah, well done it just you know I, I i will take that as an incentive to um, get myself going and get that done so i yeah it's just working out what your trip wires yeah. Well, my trip wise, well, my admin, but actually I've I've got a list of stuff that I was doing and, you know, my admin side, I'm pretty much there now. So the house has never been as organised in terms of the filing and the, you know, my account's been done, all this sort of stuff. So actually, when I do have time to work, I can make things. And, and you know, I, you know, you're saying about the trip wise, and I don't mind what I'm doing. I don't mind whether it's commissions, whether I'm making flowers. I just want to make things. That's what I love. And every time I make something, they come out better. Even the flowers. Every time I make a flower, the next one's better than the last one. And, the, you know, they. and the more I do, the more I adapt, the more I change my processes, the faster it becomes making those flowers and, and the yeah. better they become. And, you know, as long as I'm making something, I don't mind. I think that's interesting, isn't it? It's like they say, you know, 10,000 hours and you have to get we are just practicing. And when we say mm. about your practice, 
that's what it is you are practicing everything is a practice we're all practicing so we're, we're so fear so afraid of failure in our culture but actually mm. if we don't start and we don't practice every day and keep going and practicing mm. then we're never going to be happy and achieve that you know wonderful point where you think okay you know i'm, I'm actually becoming quite good at this now so you mm. have to you have to do it scared Yes. And I think actually it's taken me this long to get to that point where I think, actually, do you know what? I am all right at this. I'm getting all right. At um, this yeah. And, the, yeah. and you know, the, as I say, those like that dog and the ram that I've just made. I look at them now. I'm sitting there looking at them and I'm not looking at them thinking, oh, God, I should have done that differently. I'm looking at it thinking, wow, I like that. Yeah. I and know. It's taken have... me a long time to get there. Yeah. It's it's um, it's having self-respect i think we talked about that earlier on the meditation but having self-respect but yeah being prepared to just keep going keep going and give it a go and um and keep stretching your going into your stretch zone and stretching it a bit more and eventually those things in the stretch come into the comfort zone and then that gives you a bit more capacity yeah so that's why i said to you you know what are your aspirations now because you've stretched so much yeah oh god the, the so development well. over the last few years has just been phenomenal in so many ways so many you ways. have grown i mean i'm mm. you know just this conversation i'm having with you now i remember the early conversations of you know leslie i want to do this how how do i go about that where I'm do like, i start yeah well, we just start so we just start let's get going and yeah. we'll just give it a go and we'll just get on with it and um you know you have to take that leap of faith don't you, you have yeah. to be brave and take the leap of faith and look at you now I've never been happier. I love what I do, you know, and uh, I live in a beautiful place. I've got a beautiful husband and I've got a beautiful life. You know, I'm just so lucky. Mm. And uh, yeah, we've, own, we've created you've it. You've made your own luck. You've yep. made your own luck because you've been dedicated and, and you've been kind and generous with your time. You know, you were involved in the Vicky, the the sculpture, weren't you? For, no, the Rudyard Kipling, yes. Tell us a bit about the Rudyard Kipling um, sculpture that Vicky Atkinson designed. Oh, that was just fantastic. We had, um, Burwash is a beautiful village. And we, when we first moved here, there was about 10, 11 shops and they've gradually closed down. We've got two pubs now and we've got uh, a Londis stores and uh, uh, butchers and kind of pretty much it um on a flower shop and hairdressers but when um when we first arrived the, we've got uh, Bateman's which is Rudyard Kipling's old house in Burwash and um people used to come by coach and they used to park up in our car park use the public toilets and then go and use all the tea shops there used to be about six tea shops and then they'd go down to Bateman's and you know have a wander around and then they'd go off home again um Bateman's rightly so and you know developed as well and they opened their own tea shop down there and so the coaches used to go down there people come down wander around Bateman's go to the tea shop and um yeah just drive away again don't don't even go through the high street so what my husband's a uh, was a parish councillor and we're trying to regenerate the the high street a bit and just encourage people in and so one of the things that he had an idea to do was to um commission someone to make a statue of Rudyard Kipling that would sit in the high street and um, the obvious person to do it was Vicky who not only is a friend of ours but obviously is a fantastic um, sculptor but also she lives in Burwash <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so yeah we, we, we couldn't ask anybody else and um, we love her work we've got a lot of her work in our house as well we just love what she does and um, so it was it was a big thing for her because it was a sort of you know literally a life-size statue and she did a huge um, i learned from that as well you know she did a huge amount of work just studying him and shoe size head size you know you name it she just she just worked it all out and um she just did the most amazing statue of rudyard kipling um sitting down i've got actually excuse me (laughs) 
I've got a postcard of his head just sitting on my notice board. You can see, look yeah. at that. And it was amazing. And, and I love the fact that it's sitting on a bench because that means that people yep. can sit next to it. You can have, indeed, yeah. And have their photograph taken yeah. with, uh, with Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. And, and, and so, do you think it's had an impact on the tourism? Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't go many days without driving past or walking past and there's somebody sitting on the bench having their photo taken. Oh, um, wow. That's, yeah. so, that's so encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, it just goes to show that people... And these things resonate with people and they and, and it attracts in and you know we're all doing that you know we in battle we've had the same kind of thing with the abbey that people will just you know go straight into the abbey there's the yeah. t-shirt there's the shop and the high street itself which is a beautiful heritage high street um that's it, it dates to the same time as the abbey being built it was just being you know ignored absolutely shops were closing so mm. we had to do quite a lot of work on encouraging people. We had a meeting, council meeting last night, talking about taking the um, speed down to 20 miles an hour. You know, And I really hope that that happens very soon. Oh, Battle needs that so much. Yes, I don't know about um, Burwash. No, we're, doing, we're doing the similar sort of thing, actually, funny enough. But yeah, mm. 20's plenty. 20's plenty and ha encouraging people to walk and cycle. Yeah. As much and one, as one of the things we found with lockdown is there's far fewer cars on the roads, and so the cars that are coming through the village are really speeding. Yes, and, we're, uh, having, yeah. we're having much the same problem here, especially on because obviously battles up on the top of a of a ridge as they come down Marley Lane or they come down yeah. off the ridge. Oh my goodness, you know it has yeah. been uh, the the speeding traffic has been a bit of a problem. So yeah, yeah we're all I think. Lockdown has been great for that, um, that it's really um, engaged people with their community and they've gone out walking and cycling. Yep. And hopefully um, we are hoping as a parish council to have, you know, a big event at some point next year, you know, when social distancing is passed. We were mm -hmm. planning to have a street party for VE Day and uh, obviously that hasn't ha happened. So the idea is that we'll do something significant yeah. um, as soon as is possible. But, yeah, the idea of putting art integrating art into the community and i know when i was doing the heritage trails and we've integrated um, stone sculpture by gavin into the high street in battle in battle and around you know we had that conversation didn't we of how important mm. it is to um integrate things that have been made out of relevant local materials that are resonating yes. with the local community absolutely yeah. And also think like put, uh, introducing a tea shop. We haven't got any tea shops in the high street now. So we're, we're putting this community tea shop in hope, and hopefully that, well, it will all happen when it will happen. I'm not sure now. Mm. But, you know, we want to encourage people like myself, uh, local artists to put stock stuff in so we can sell some bits yeah. and pieces out the tea shop. But the funding is through a community interest company. And actually, the tea shop is just one project. And we're seeing that as an opportunity then to start raising money for another project. And it could, it could be an art trail, could be, um, mm. it could be providing a Christmas dinner for the sort of elderly in the village or sort of providing funds for that. But it, it's a, going to be a community fund that will help support the village and help support the high street. That's the plan. Or the, the whole parish, actually, but this yeah. tea shop is pretty. Isn't that amazing? You've got no tea shops left. I know. Many tea it's shops. So sad. I'm just going to hold for a moment. Jamie, could you pull the curtain, please? Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Jamie. Jamie's just come in. IT, as you can see. And I, <laughs> and I went into my ghost mode. So, <laughs> as soon as the light shines on me, I'm virtually transparent. Oh see-through. I'm virtually transparent most of the time, but with sun, I go completely see-through. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about witches, but, you know, it has been said. <laughs> no. have, you been, have, you, have you been wearing makeup while you've been on lockdown? 
No, not at all. No, nor have I. Well, I did put a bit of eyeliner on today because I did thought, you? oh my God, no. I, first time in any ways. No, I just thought, what's the point? I'm fairly pale yeah. anyway, look, and I don't think makeup, I did say, you I know, brushed my hair. <laughs> should get hair and makeup done, but it's pointless really. So no, no, um, On as you saw, I posted that picture on Saturday of me in a ball gown. Oh yes, so, yeah, and, gorgeous. Uh, I was challenged to um, dress up in a, a in a ball gown, and even then, I put the good ball gown on. I forgot to put on any makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about makeup. That's a thing. That's yeah. a thing from my past life. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, this is you're getting you're getting it. This is it. Um, you know. I wonder how many people will go back and start going back to as they were and wearing makeup and. Yeah, today um, I've got, what have I got on today? So I've got pink trousers um, on today, but um, generally I've been in black. And when I look (laughs) back on all of these broadcasts, I was like, oh, Leslie, you really need to change up the colour there a bit. It's either black or grey, black, grey or white. (laughs) I want want to tell you, I've got my pyjamas on on the bottom. (laughs) I I know. And and that's the thing. It's like you're on screen and you think, oh, actually, I should. uh, Yeah, I should have probably thought about that. Um, I don't really (laughs) like having my photograph taken. So we've got. I hate it. You're you're, you're lucky you got me to do this. Actually, I hate cameras. (laughs) Ah, so Fran is asking if we can see some more of your pottery. So. Um, maybe if you can show us some in a bit more close-up detail, bring some in front of the um, maybe the, maybe the the dog that you're going to um, uh, fire a raku. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Well, this is this is the other one. I know, Edith, that we have to a bit of lippy might be good. I'll try that tomorrow. <laughs> big is... I do the big earrings. Yeah. Look at him. Mwah. Ah. <laughs> Look at him scrumptious okay that's that's the welsh terrier so so what the, stage the, is he in so that's just wet, that's just dry clay at the moment so if i put that in a bucket of water that would just disintegrate back into a puddle of mud right so big thing for this one was getting the nose right because of course they've got very flat noses and yeah. Yeah, without much of a sort of that dip between the forehead and the eye where the eyes go down and it took me a little while to just to get that yeah, that comfortable and that right, and she's just got a beautiful smile. Her, she's actually a girl. She's called Ruby. Oh, I I remember when I was doing my crazy pottery with you, and I really struggled with the eyes. And then Charlie came and did his um, elephant. Do you remember? And got the eyes like straight yeah. away. I was yeah. like, oh, I've I'm got sorry. a Mary Clark technique for eyes, and uh, Mary I, Clark I actually make um, eyeballs. And so she's looking at you know. I actually make eyeballs and or eye sockets and eyeballs, and and then do the 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 uh, yeah the eyelids and the underneath like. Where you, the bit where you put your eyeliner when we did so in the Brad, old days. Brad is asking, is it is it hollow? Yes, it is hollow. You want to talk about how you how it yep. starts life? Yep. They're, they're, everything I make is hollow. If you've got if you're making anything with clay, anything more than about an inch thick won't dry out. So anything like that would be hollow. Um, and what I do, I don't use any molds. I use I roll clay out into sausages and I just join them together and build it up. So it's. Um, so there's it's, no pinch pots involved in that one then? No, it's a mixture of processes. I can use pinch, well, I use a pinch pot to start off the base, which a pinch pot, you just have a, a ball of clay in your hand and you can make it into a bowl. And then I build up with um, with the coils. And so it's a real mixture of um, styles that I use when I do something like that. Mm, mm. Um, the ram, for example, the body is two pinch pots joined together to create the body. He's coming over now. Coming over into scene. Okay, so the body is two pinch pots which are joined together, and then I make the legs separately, 
and I make and then I cut a hole in the body and build up the neck and the head and all of these extra bits are all added on the tails that I love the bottoms I'm particularly keen on the bottoms but I love the I love the texture on that so yeah very like yeah. Grace and Perry that um Grace and Perry um on his art school is show, is doing quite a lot of pottery and his wife is yeah. doing quite pottery as well and uh, and i think that's been fascinating to see how mm. he does he did a big pot that he did coils did you yeah. see yeah yeah exactly, exactly the same style but just on a smaller scale yeah he is very handsome peter i agree and he's gonna what color is he gonna be <laughs> this one is going to be a jacob brown or oh, jake so that's brown yeah well it'll be he'll be cream and brown yeah, cream and brown. So you get this, the dotted effects. And I've made it look like I'm a farmer and I know all about animals now, and I completely don't. Can you imagine me as a farmer? It's just no, <laughs> no. no. So they do farming, farming in Mayfair, because if they do, then I'll be all right. But <laughs> it's not going to be me, is it? But I do know about Jacob's lambs because my friend Mary, my other friend Mary, has... Yeah, um, she has, not she? She has Jacob's lambs. Yeah. And um, the plates you... So they yeah. are a different process altogether, aren't they? Yeah. These are coming through. Now, this is something that I love doing. So I'm just going to move this round out of the way. Otherwise, I'm going to... Because they're very fragile at this stage. <laughs> and that is going to be for somebody. So yeah. that, not to damage that. Right, OK. So the plates are... We'll come on to the kiln, Fran, in a minute. That's one of the plates. So basically, these are all stoneware fired, which means they're fired up to a really high temperature. I fire them to 1220, which means they're all, um, they can all go through the dishwasher. I make them, I roll out the clay like rolling out pastry and then form the shape. I cut these bits freehand and I add as a separate bit of clay the foot ring. But what I really love doing, and I do a, with a lot of my stuff, as you'll see on all of these, is I use old vintage lace. Yeah. And I love the lace that creates that pattern and I'm, so i have you, to say i love these colors on these former for that so do you have a template former yeah create? it's just it's no not not the pattern the former no, no, is just no. around it's just yeah. around bit block of wood that uh, i i put the clay over yeah absolutely it's a bit like a baking tin it's like press it into a baking tin and you get a mold don't you and then you kind of yeah it's, 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 it's the other way around so it's a solid bit of wood and you lay the clay over yeah, it. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I just love the fact that you can stack them all together and you just get this really wonderful flower like effect. I think they're just gorgeous. I love the colours as well. Yeah. Yeah. And really? I must, I've been playing around with colours and they're, uh, I've been making loads of test tiles over the last few weeks. And uh, yeah, and I'm very taken with those. We'll put the link on. So if you want to go and buy some of Mary's pieces, you can. Mm. And I can, I can make them to order as well. I don't I don't make a load of stuff and have a load of stock. That's not my style. I tend to make to order, especially with the dogs and stuff. Obviously, I make to order, but. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, but I'm really enjoying doing the plates. Yeah, this is the thing about not being stuck around doing a particular thing. I'm just, I just enjoy making different things. It's a uh, loving it, loving it. The kiln used to be yes. in the end of that room that you're in now, didn't, didn't it? But now it's in another one of Steve's sheds. It's in one of Steve's sheds. I've actually got two. Well, I've got three kilns. Wow. I've got, I've got a raku kiln, which is where you get the crackle glazes. So that just it lives in the shed, but it, I actually fire that outside. Um, and I do I do Raku days courses as well, which is always good fun. Um, so I've got the Raku kiln. I've got two electric kilns. I've got my original first little kiln that I've got, which is not that big, but it's it's great for doing sort of smaller pieces. Um, and then when I started the lessons, I brought myself a big rotor kiln, and they they all fire up to uh, same wave temperatures, and um, they're all round top loaders. 
So stoneware is the uh, the temperature you need to have be able to keep things out outside. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and they're, they're stronger because they're, they're less porous, and yeah. the, the clay becomes stronger the higher that you fire it. Yeah, and and actually this clay that you can't really see on these, but it, this clay comes out quite grey when it's fired. Hence the fact you the, the colours from the glaze come out, and you get a bit of a speckle in it, and I love that. Hmm. So can you show us, because um, we didn't quite get a look at the, the wheels, because they're in your studio. Uh, yeah, room. they are. And you've done some school classes, haven't you, there as well? <laughs> I have, yeah. I've got coming. two. Th these are my two wheels there, look. Yeah, look that's, that's what a, a wheel looks like. And the, normally the seat wouldn't be on the top there. You'd normally no. be sitting on that. <laughs> that, that that's it. sitting on there so I don't trip over it every time I walk past <laughs> So you've done some school groups as well. You've had school groups coming to the studio and doing pottery. I've had lots of parties, actually. I do I do one-off parties as well as the sort of like the six weekly lessons. Um, mm. I do, um, yeah, I've had the, the local school have brought their kids down here because um, they wanted to make a Noah's Ark. So they all came down and made some, or they came down and made some animals. Um, I actually did an uh, exercise about four years ago when I went to the school and I made some tiles and then I got the kids to all think about um, I went to every single class in the school. They had to think about what they liked about Burwash and draw it on a six-inch square and then draw it again on the tile and use underglazes, and that was great. And that's what we put that up, and that's actually in the high street now. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Isn't that lovely? Because when I did the Heritage Trails project, so it was about five years ago now, we did some films, and one of the girls that did this from Robertsbridge Community College um, came on just um, a couple of weeks ago and said, that was me five years ago. I can't believe that was me five years ago. They love it. It really gives them a bond to their community, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah. Like yeah, no, it was it was a really nice thing to do. And the, yeah. the, when we first did it, it was for, there's six classes in the school. It was the top three classes that did it. And then the bottom. Gone. Oh, <laughs> I'm still here. My battery <laughs> just my battery just came up and said it was a bit low. So uh, I'm still. Mine has died. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, it, it, it might die at some point, but it's not dying. Oh, yet. Well, we're nearly done. So we're we're nearly finishing here today, folks, because we're coming up to two o'clock. And it's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed having a little moment back in the studio with you. <laughs> around and um i love the work that you're doing love the plates and Thank i'm you. really happy that you're happy and um it's really it's nice to reflect on that journey you know the journey yeah. that i've been on with you um to now see where you are today and see where everything's going it's been a real pr privilege for me it's, it has been amazing <laughs> be able to reflect on that journey with you and we've now got this you know recorded forever so oh, yes. So in uh, maybe in another three or four years' time, we'll do it again and see where you are then. Because the the travel, the growth that you've had from you know three four years ago when I first yeah. knew you to now is is just amazing, and I'm so proud of you. Oh, so thank you. So proud of what you're doing, and you know that as Peter said, you know there's you know it's finding your natural, it's finding our thing, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's finding yeah. our groove, and you found your thing, and now you're just refining it. Yeah, and I think the important message, if I was going to give that, have a message about anything, is actually just to really reflect on what you want, because that's that's what I did. And as following on from some of our conversations in the pottery, actually, it just really made you really made me think about what it is I actually wanted to do, you know. And and it was almost a, a realization that I thought, actually, do you know what? I don't want to go and do all these art fairs and and become famous. I'm actually very comfortable where I am, and all the time I'm developing. Then and I'm developing here. Then that's fine. 
and to actually recognise where, where where that where that fineness is. And I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I think that's a really important message: is to accept um, ourselves for ourselves and be happy to be our own soul, not try and mm. be something that we're not. Just yeah. don't try and be fake and do something that makes you miserable because no. you know, this is it. This is our one life. Yeah, I don't have to be Grace and Perry. I don't have to be anything other than me doing what I'm doing. Have to be Holly Willoughby. Oh no, that'd be quite nice. I like her hair. <laughs> I like her makeup artist. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, I, do, I do like some of Grace and Perry's dresses. In fairness, I, <laughs> well, I think Grace and Perry is just that I have been charmed by the man watching I, him. I've met him. I've met him. Have you? I've been He's just as charming in real life. I, I am thinking about maybe contacting him, see whether he'll come on to do one of these lives with me. And uh, well, make we'll sure he watches. Make sure he watches this one first. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you this one and say, would you might would you like to come on? But I am charmed by the man because he's got just such a gentle grace about him. He, he lives locally, you know that, don't you? Ah, he's just got such a. I love his wife as well. Yeah, absolutely. Really and they've got a beautiful daughter. Yeah, he yeah. lives. They live in Eastbourne, I think. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I I stand a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it with me, people. You know I can be very persuasive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can be very persuasive. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my love. It's been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely Good. enjoyed it so much. Yeah, um, so it's gone so quickly. I know. An hour goes very quickly, but I think it's important not to do more than an hour. Keep yeah. everybody wanting a bit more. Yeah, they will go out in the sunshine now. Some lovely comments on here. I couldn't put my glasses on and read them. Yeah, it's, uh... really, really. So saying how talented you are. Oh, thank and you, everybody. Amazing. And <laughs> you ask me to dress up, I'm sure. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah I'm just reading I, that one. I, yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even ask. I would insist, Fran. That, um, <laughs> I just love that. I love his um, persona, his two personas. And yeah, yeah I just thought, what a. Uh, his name, Grayson, is just perfect. He's such a gracious. Yeah such a charming gracious gentle personality i love it when he mm. talks to people um and he invites them into the art show that he's gonna have and he doesn't say i'm gonna he said would you you know i'd like to invite you he's very you know democratic in yeah his, very much so yeah and that for me was um very much a, you know i was really drawn to that side of his personality mm. uh, he's not like oh i am grace and perry so you would want to do it it's very much you know I would like you to do it. Would you? Would you like to do it? Yeah. And you know, so no. Uh, well, we'll see. I can. I can, but ask. That's that's your challenge. That's my challenge. I can, but ask. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute privilege, and uh, and mine. Um, I can't wait to get back in the pottery. Uh, you know, whether it's a you know six months, eight months, a year, whatever it is, I will. I definitely need to get that back in my life. Well, I'll definitely my... be here whenever I can open. I will be yeah. here. <laughs> and hopefully you're going to get involved in the art 360 project yeah very much so yes that'll be very similar to what we're doing here so it'll be showing a little film of your um studio and then i'll do an interview um, and that'll take place in september so anyone who's interested in it go on to the website the pure arts group website look at the art 360 and apply and then you might get the opportunity to do what Mary's done today. And it's lovely, isn't it, Mary? It wasn't oh, it's great fun. No, not at all. It's not at all. <laughs> it's can, good I, can I give a plug for my website? Go um, for your website. I shall put it down here in the comments. So what oh, is lovely. it? Uh, uk. Burwash. And I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as at Burwash Potter. 
There you are. It's down there. Lovely. It's Thank you. The <laughs> and I'll also put it up. So I always do um, some promoting of obviously these lives afterwards. So I'll put it up in the comments afterwards. And anyone who was watching last week with Maxine Laceby, she promised us a code. All you have to do is when you go in onto the Absolute Collagen site, if you put the gift the gift bundle, I think it's called. It's the bundle with the eye mask and everything in. If you put that in, it's £11.99. And if you put Max Free, M-A-X Free, in the code, you'll get it for free. <laughs> so you'll get it for free. So you just go on the website and put it, put add the bundle to your um, basket. And then as you check out, put in Max Free in the code and you'll get it for free. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a lovely little gift. If you even if you don't want it for yourself, it's a lovely gift. It's um, a room spray and um, an eye mask and what have you. So yeah, and I will put up some information about where you can commission um, Mary and where you can oh, buy please. Mary's work. And uh, thank yeah, you. thank you so much. Pleasure. And I will speak to you very soon. That would be lovely. Right, you take thanks, care. Have a thanks good for listening, day. everybody. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all again well i'll see you tomorrow on the live meditations um, at noon but then we'll see you all again next week next week i have the wonderful kathy mckinnon of wise bodies joining me she's the um associate editor of o magazine really so she's coming on next week to have a chat and she's a fellow life coach so i'm sure we'll have a very good and interesting chat about life <laughs> so look forward to it Bye for now. Thank you.